What's going on, guys? Take the world. I'm Hinato Melendez. Today, I got to talk with my good friend, Laura, and we talked about fad diets. We talked about struggling with weight loss. We talked about depression. We talked about uh, personal trainers, alcohol, food. Just we, we really covered everything. And I had such a good conversation with her um, that I, I had to cut it short because we had almost been talking for uh, two and a half hours. I know you guys are going to find value in it. I know I did. Thank you, guys. Take the world. All right, guys. So I am talking to my good friend, Laura. What's up, Laura? Hey. Uh, we are talking today about diets fad diets um and how people i mean everybody really falls into the category of trying to get the right diet for themselves but it's there's a lot of misinformation out there so i just we're going to talk about that so i'm going to start off by saying that i am guilty of the trying every diet that people um, present to me. And it took me years. I've been working out for six years now, and it's probably been the last two years of my life where I've really accepted the fact that, you know, there's no such thing as bad foods. There's, there's, you know, you can eat everything in moderation and that if you have a certain goal in mind, you eat for that goal but you don't manipulate yourself into believing that the food is the only thing that matters. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, 100%. That was me going literally probably most of my life up until I wanna say about this past couple months that I've really finally learned how the stuff actually goes. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many fat diets I've done, um, how many dumb supplements from GNC and fucking like five-star nutrition that I bought into and as much as I hate to admit it, I was one of those dumb bitches that fell for the MLM stuff. I never sold it, though, so at least I could say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, okay, so give some backstory. So, first of all, uh, my introduction to you is, one, we're really good friends. But, two, um, you're one of the few people I know, you're one of the few people that I actually know that exercise and see results and as a female you're one of the few females i know that are okay with lifting heavier weights and they're not afraid of like oh if i work out and lift weights i'm gonna look like a man so you know we've we we've i've i've drawn motivation from you as like someone that's not afraid to be a stronger woman and not afraid to like go to those heavy weights and do those things. But again, tell, I want you to tell the listener um, your backstory, maybe like starting weight, the heaviest you've ever been, how you got into like the fad dieting thing, and then what got you out of it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, at my heaviest, I, shit, I've yo-yoed almost all my life. Um, Me too. So starting, uh, I was probably like 18 years old. I just graduated high school, uh, and I got real big, like real fucking big. Uh, 
I guess to paint a picture, I was 200 plus pounds. I can't remember the exact number, and I'm only 5'6". Okay. Um, five seven on a good day. I'm only five six, and it all sat in my midsection. Uh, the first thing to hit really big was my face, so you could see like a double chin. I had real short, like dyke spike hair, um, and I was just fucking miserable. And at that point, uh, I would eat. I was an emotional eater. Um, out of all the drugs in the world, I chose food to be the thing that gave me some type of solace. Uh, so at that point, getting that heavy to get there, I was eating McDonald's almost every day. And I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't doing, you know, what I needed to do. But I also never really knew. Um, so one day, I got really tired of just being the fat girl. I got really tired of being the girl that... Uh, Everybody like got looked over at the party. Not saying I wanted all the attention, but it just kind of does something to you, especially being so young, knowing that every time you're talking to somebody or um, in just like regular conversation, that you don't feel good enough to be recognized. Like you're pretty, your friends are, or X X Y Z, whatever reason it is. Um, yep. So I started working out. I joined a gym. I joined Planet Fitness. Uh, I had zero idea what I was doing. I walked into the GNC at the mall and I walked in and I said, give me your strongest stuff. I need to lose the weight. So I started taking, uh, I can't remember the name of it. I know I got banned because it caused like severe liver problems in a lot of people. Okay. Um, it was a regular thermogenic and uh, I lost 60 pounds in five months. Mm. But to do this, I took two in the morning, one in the afternoon, um, and I would eat only 800 calories a day. Like, i religious to 800 yeah. calories a day. Uh, I would wake up, and I would eat those, like, two fiber one brownies and a banana. Oh, wow. And then for lunch, yeah, it was nothing new. I have no idea how I worked out twice a day on that. Uh, no idea. So the funny thing is, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but so I did the same exact thing. I was, I was... 280 pounds. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start working out and I'm going to start whatever. And, um, I went to GNC and I bought hydroxy cut and hydroxy cut is like a super, at least the original one. I don't, I don't know what it is now, but, um, cause it's still out and, and it really did help me lose weight, but I was doing it the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? So I would take, I would take two of these in the morning before I went to the gym and almost religiously, um, I would throw up during my workout because the caffeine, all the stimulants that were in the, um, in the hydroxy cut were, would make me sick because I, was, I wasn't eating enough food. You know what I'm saying? But I almost feels like you're having a heart attack. Your yeah. heart's racing and all the niacin in it. You know, your veins are open and wide up. The blood flow's going and like you're getting washes on your skin. It's, it's miserable. Exactly. And, and same thing with you. Now, to put it into perspective, you said you were, you were over 200 pounds and you're 5'6". I was 280 pounds at 5'10 and I looked like a fucking bowling ball. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so I would take these things. And one, uh, I don't suggest anybody take any kind of thermogenic if you're going from an unhealthy lifestyle to a healthy lifestyle. Because 
your heart probably should not be taking those things. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely not, man. There is nothing you can't get from proper diet, man. Yeah, and then the other thing is what you said of like the the drug that you decided to go to was food. What people what people fail to realize is you can a hundred percent be addicted to eating food. I have the problem. Um, when I get depressed, I'm an emotional eater, just like you said. Um, same, man. In the last in the last six months, I've dealt with depression really bad. I've dealt with drinking um, and overeating and not sleeping right and not exercising as much. But the only thing that has helped me through that six months is that I still went to the gym. If I hadn't gone to the gym, instead of the 30 pounds that I gained in six months, I would have gained freaking 100. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, um, you know, past year, uh, I'm finally down to 163 pounds, which is the smallest I've been since I got out of the Army. Yeah. Uh, I should say the smallest I've been since 2017. Um, what was it? Uh... Yeah, it was just, I would go to the gym, and I, so I, I, we got back from Europe, and I was just in a new relationship, and this was before I went through all the therapy, because I struggled hardcore with uh, PTSD, depression, anxiety, all that fun stuff everybody seems to have nowadays. Yeah. Um, and I ate my way through all my feelings, and you want to know what's disgusting, is I never realized how much I ate until... Uh, I worked a second job at Cracker Barrel as a server uh, while I was in the Army because I liked extra money. Yeah. Um, so throughout my shift, because I wouldn't have time to sit down and eat a meal after I got done with Army work or after I got done on a flight, I had enough time to go home, change into my shitty little, you know, fucking brown khakis and, uh, you know, my white button-up shirt uh, to go to probably the most racist establishment I know in my life. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I would eat these massive, giant Reese's bars, like these giant Reese's bars, and I would put them in my pocket, and I would snack on it throughout my shift, and then I would get a full-ass meal and eat it on the way home. And that's not the worst part. I What I did is that one Reese's bar had over a 1,000 calories in it on top of the food, and I was so ashamed of how much I was eating, but I didn't know how to feel better that I was hiding it from my then boyfriend now husband so he had no idea that I was eating that much and I was freaking out because I gained 30 pounds in such a quick amount of time yeah yeah it was bad yeah well the thing is it's the the thing that I try to tell people because I till this day six years into fitness I do a lot of things for free I spend a lot of time uh educating myself on nutrition, on exercise, on things that I feel will bring value to me when I sell programs, when I, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, to this day, I always give the same advice that one, food is a drug. It releases chemicals in your brain when you eat food that cause you to be tired, that cause you to be even more hungry that just depending on what you're eating you know and then it, it, it's in some cases it can even bring you joy and so when you're somebody that's dealing with um uh mental 
issues, and I, I mean, I, I, it's not mental issues, but I mean, I deal with them too, so I'm not like saying it's, I, it's I wrong. Behavioral health issues, man. Yeah, it, behavioral health issues. And so what I'm saying is like, you're more susceptible to fall into um, becoming reliant on things that make you feel good. And what we don't understand is in, in an age where people like to say, oh, well, everybody has a, a mental issue and like, uh, you know, these millennials or whatever. But it's like, yeah, well, we've never been this overstimulated in the history of mankind. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think one of the things now, don't get me wrong. I do think some people exaggerate their their issues or if if the shoe fits type of thing, like maybe your problems don't seem so bad because my problems are worse type thing. I think that's the biggest thing is that like people will see other people uh, saying like, oh, I have depression or oh, I have this. Well, it's like for a guy like me that has to deal with like being an adult, not having whatever and going out, going through life. If I see somebody that has an easier life than me, sometimes I'm like, I have no clue how you're being depressed. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But, but that's not, I mean, that's not the point of this. I just went on like a sidebar tangent. But what, <laughs> what I'm saying is that, is that that is such a real thing that affects how you eat. If you're depressed, you're not necessarily sleeping well. So you're not, you're not even burning the calories and getting the good sleep and, and oh, all. Not at all. You were just like staring at feeling for like 20 minutes because you can't sleep and you either can't think of anything or your brain is racing so fast or you just freak out and you get onto like some dissociative state and you're just blankly staring at the ceiling yep. and you eventually kind of drift off from this transient sleep and then you wake up every hour on the hour and you wake up almost more tired than you were when you went to bed yep and 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 that's the thing like it's it's stressful um i had a really hard time um after my mom passed with sleeping and yeah. I became very reliant on alcohol, very reliant. And that followed me through the army. And um, when I got out, it was even worse because now I don't have to show up anywhere early. You know what I'm saying? You so, don't. And so I, it was like, there was times where like, man, I can't fall asleep. Let me just get shit drunk and then I'll just pass out eventually. And that's what happened. But also with that would come like, I'm drinking, I'm eating a whole other meal because now I'm like, damn, I'm really fucking hungry. And everything tastes better when you're drunk and you don't get full, you just keep eating. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so- dog, I couldn't tell you how many times I've gotten fucking shit house and I am just eating everything in sight. My favorite thing was is, uh, before I enlightened myself and I was like an extra dumb bitch, I would do a cauliflower crust pizza. Mm. I would cook it and I would eat all of it. And I mean, I would eat like two of these pizzas. And now if you look back and you read the label, that's like fucking almost 600 calories per fucking pizza, which generally if it's like one meal, not a lot, but eating two of them on top of the liquid calories, on top of all the other snacks I was eating. Holy shit, man. Yeah, well, and then not only that, when you drink alcohol, at least for males, and I'm sure there's, there's plenty of studies for uh, females, but you drink, you drink alcohol as a male, um, once you hit that point of, of you're, you have enough alcohol in your bloodstream to make you intoxicated, 
you're lowering your own testosterone and then you're lowering your body's ability to be able to sleep, to get proper sleep, uh, so you're not getting that REM sleep that really what, what your body needs, but then also you're not getting the same amount of recovery as you would if you were to just go to sleep on your own. So you might pass out for six hours because you've drank so much, but none of that sleep is actually the sleep you, your body craves. So that's why you're waking up with the hangover and that's why your head hurts because a hangover is essentially your body recovering from brain damage. That's, that's really what it is. That's what the recent studies have showed is that your body is recovering from all the cells and all the blood because I mean, you feel drunk in your in your body like you feel like oh I'm, I'm walking a little funny but you don't think that like and i'm not saying you i'm saying in general you don't think you don't think that blacking out is not going to cause your brain some sort of problem that means that the blood has gone to your brain with the alcohol you get what oh, I'm saying? Oh, God, that's crazy, because I used to black out all the time, and it was the, the same ones as it was always a thing, especially in the Army. Not so much after I got out, but in the Army, it was always the weekend. The weekend goal was always to black out. And oh, yeah. I, you know, and of course, like, being in, you're like, oh, yeah, it was great, and I did this, and I did that, and I kind of looked back at it, and I was like, one of us was always doing something fucking wild being blackout, and, I mean, crazy stories. I mean, I'm sure you and I can go back and forth for fucking oh, yeah. days, man. But, like, it, dude, it's scary. It's scary that you don't remember any of that. And it's like, I could have really fucking hurt myself or I could have really fucking killed someone. Yeah, well, and the thing is, like, the, I didn't know. Like, it, it's really hard. And, damn, we're, you know what? I want this to be part of the conversation, too. Um, because that alcohol intake is something that people mess up all the time when it comes to diets and it comes to fads and it comes to all the bullshit. But um, yeah, it's, it's really hard to catch yourself when, you, when you, um, you start to use alcohol as a crutch. You know what I'm saying? You never know it until you're too deep into it. And you're like, fuck them. Exactly. Like I remember when I turned 21 and I would be like, oh man, now I'm 21. I can go buy alcohol. And it would be like, it would be like, oh man, I, like I'm in Colorado, so it would be a snow day. And me and my boys in the barracks would be like, fuck it, it's, it's four o'clock in the morning and we woke up for PT, but now it's a snow day, so we're not going into work. Let's just- You're fucking walking over the shop bed and already. 30 racks of fucking PBR and you got yourself set. That's it. And, and, and it's like, oh, let's just get as fucked up as we can, as fast as we can. And that would be it. It was a race. Yeah. And, and so like we would do that, we would do it Friday night, all day Saturday, sat Sunday in the morning, and then we'd like show up to PT sweating whiskey, you know what I'm saying, on Monday morning. And, Ooh, yeah, definitely and, don't miss that shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and so like, I don't think people understand, like that's, like you said before, that's empty calories, it makes you eat more, and I'm not want, I'm not preaching on here because I, alcohol has been the biggest problem in my adult life. It it has, and I I grew up in a household where it was used very frequently. I watched all my family drink all the time, 
And I was always telling myself, oh, I would never be like that. I would never be the type of person that had to drink every day until I had someone that actually cared about me tell me, hey man, you really drink every day and you get smashed every day and you're not falling asleep unless you drink every day. That's the problem. You get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Similar situation, you know, um, and people don't drink like that every day because they like themselves. It's plain and simple. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not fun. There's, Nobody drinks like that because they love themselves, and it's really unfortunate. And that is so normalized for people to do that, especially soldiers or, uh, you know, college fraternities and stuff like that. That stuff like that is so normalized. I mean, not to say that it's totally okay to go out and have a good time with your fucking buddies and just do some fun shit, but whenever it becomes that's all you rely on for a fun time, and that's happening so frequently, and it's such a frequent occurrence that. Uh, it's starting to pose problems in your sleep, in your mental health, the way you're eating, which is a huge thing. And all this kind of plays into, uh, you know, whether, how did you feel the next day? And it sure shit doesn't help depression either. Yeah, well, and so two things is that you, you, you hit the nail on the head with the, it's okay to go out and have a good time. I think my biggest problem is, and I'm sure somebody listening to this is gonna say, damn, that's me. The problem is, is when you're home by yourself and, oh, you, yeah. des- and you decide like, oh, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. This would be way better if I was smashed. Or, oh, I'm about to go lay in bed to fall asleep. Well, I have bad anxiety at night. I have issues with things that I think about in my mind at nighttime. So instead of having to face that or talk to somebody, I'm just going to drink. And that drink is going to numb it for the night. I'm going to feel like shit in the morning, but I'll start it all over again tomorrow. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to demonize alcohol. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not necessarily a great fan of it, but I do enjoy a drink or two myself. Uh, yeah, not too often because I just thoroughly hate feeling like shit the next day. Um, I also, whenever I get really, really drunk, it is a wild card. It's not guaranteed that I'm going to have another suicidal episode or if I'm going to uh, have a great time and I'm going to be fucking fantastic and chatting everybody up. Or if it's going to be another repeat of me choking somebody out in a parking lot just because they, I just felt like it, yeah. you know? And that, that's not a wild card I'm willing to play anymore. Um, but that still won't deter me from like, okay, well, I want to have a glass of wine with dinner. Yeah, um, well, and, I, and I'm not demonizing it. And oh, I'm, I'm, t- I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it sound like that you were. Um, no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm clarifying because I, I, just like you're clarifying about like, that you're not trying to demonize it. I want to clarify that I wasn't trying to demonize it either, that I'm speaking from my own personal experiences and I'm yeah. kind of, and I'm kind of like putting it out there as like, this is the rabbit hole that you can fall into if you are not aware that you're doing it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess speaking diet wise, um, it's not frowned upon to have, uh, you know, a shot of vodka or just a beer with dinner or a glass of wine. I mean, keep in mind, those are a little extra, those are extra empty calories that you could have gotten from something else that could have fueled you a little bit better or made you feel a little bit better. But if you want it, it's totally okay. Um, 
just moderation. That's it. You know, if you want to have a glass of wine with dinner, say, fuck it. I don't want me a glass of Chardonnay. That's what the fuck I'm going to do. Enjoy it. Exactly. Enjoy it. Or if um, you want to go out with your bros and you want to fucking get some beer and wings, and go get some fucking beer and wings, dude. Just don't beat yourself up for it. It's okay to have one or two. It's when you fall into that rabbit hole, much like you and myself did for a really long time, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah, and something else that you said that really hit me was it doesn't help with your depression and it doesn't help with your weight loss. Because what I was doing, and like I said, this is the last six months of of my life, so this is very fresh to me, is I was going to the gym in the morning, I was working out, I was feeling really great, I would eat really healthy throughout the day, and then I would have my little mental episodes where, and this was almost a daily thing, where when it came time to go to sleep and to relax, and my wife was asleep, my kid was asleep, um, that's when the thoughts started racing in. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna quiet these thoughts by drinking. And so I would drink and then I'd get hungry, so I'd eat. And now I'm eating more and drinking more at night, right before I go to sleep. So I wake up, I feel fatter. I, well, I am getting fatter because I'm eating way more calories than I should be. Uh, now I'm not recovering the same way because of the, because of the alcohol and the lack of good sleep. So it's just, it didn't help at all. It actually made me feel worse. It made me feel more self-conscious about myself. And it almost got me to the point where I was gonna deter myself from even going to the gym anymore. Yeah, so no, it's all just really wild. And that's exactly how it goes. Um, and the diet is such a integral part of um, feeling better and just feeling good. Uh, and. One thing I really did learn, I didn't think that the food you ate and the timing of when you ate it was so important, but holy shit, man, huge difference, huge, huge difference. I didn't, I didn't know that the certain things you ate and when you ate them could actually uh, affect your hormones. I mean, I'm no, I didn't go to school for this and I don't know much about it, but it's just kind of what I've personally learned from the dietitian that I go to. Yep. Um, you know, uh, with the diet thing, and another part of, I guess, is kind of the whole alcohol and mental health just kind of kind of ties into the diet at least so strongly for me. And I feel like that is a a common occurrence, especially. I lied. I, I was going to say especially with women, but it's a man, male and woman thing. There is so much pressure on people, and by so much pressure, I mean we're putting it on ourselves. Oh um, yeah. Like. God, God. I, with, the, with the fat diets, it started as, you know, I was only eating 800 calories a day, and that's all I could do, and I would religiously eat for breakfast the two fiber one brownies, and then I would eat a banana. And then for lunch, I would have an open-faced sandwich, and then for dinner, I would have, like, some fucking soggy-ass piece of chicken you threw in the fucking microwave and ate with some, like, really shitty broccoli. I'm like, oh, this is great. I feel awesome. Yeah. I was so miserable with the food choices I was making that I didn't realize how bad it was. I mean, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. But at the time, I can tell when that became such a pivotal point uh, in my fitness career and my nutritional uh, career, I guess you could say. Um, so I joined the Army, left the house, and uh, before this, I was drinking heavily, I was eating, but and I was eating a lot. And of course, I was, but I was working out twice a day and I was also working 12 hours a day, so I was always going. Yep. Um, joined the army i uh, got out of my house and i was like holy shit i can drink beer and eat whatever the fuck i want when i want nobody's gonna say shit and god, 
that girl blew the fuck up, man. Uh, of course, I did the same unhealthy thing they did. I started eating less, and I really essentially only got my calories from beer. Fucking Coronas and tacos was all I ate, and half the times I couldn't eat the tacos or I couldn't eat the food that I made because I was so focused on getting fucked up and I didn't want to ruin it. How sad is that? Yeah, I got you. It's always, man, I, whew, look, the, yeah, we can, you know what? We could go all day on the, uh, on the drinking thing because oh, like, I know. if, if my, if my wife was listening to this right now, she'd be like, oh, so you can admit all of that, but you didn't decide to change. Yeah. No, it's fucking, it, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's horrible because you know exactly what's happening. You know damn well what's happening, especially when you're in it. But it's kind of to be like, it's easy to say, oh, fuck it. I'm going to keep going down the rabbit hole because you're already fucked up. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, same, same thing. I feel like, I feel like when the day comes and I decide like, you know what, I'm going to lose weight. Um, I automatically jump to as minimal calories as I can possibly take without dying and that's the worst thing you could do for Ex your body exactly man. i read this thing today and i found it on uh my dietitian's page i know you follow her her name's uh anti-diet dietitian for anybody that's uh listening to this podcast um one thing that really hit home for me is i it's your the negative way of seeing it is i work out so i can eat but instead, we should be eating so we can work out. Exactly. Yep. And eating minimal calories is so fucking bad. I mean, of course, you want to be in a calorie deficit, but definitely not, like, below what your um, basal metabolic rate or your resting metabolic rate is. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing that I think what, what really gets people, and you kind of said this, like, you, people nowadays have this, like, reflection of self. And... I really, without going too deep into it, um, I really think social media is one of the biggest problems. And the reason why I think social media is one of the biggest problems is because we have so much information and so many people get to go on social media and upload anything that they wanna upload. So if I wanna write a post right now saying that the healthiest way to lose weight is to fucking eat mac and cheese every day, then that that I can post that, and nobody can stop me from doing that. You get the what I'm worst saying? The part about social media, you know what? Uh, I'm not a social media hater because that's where I get all my spicy memes from. Because like, fuck it, dog. Like, I, I'm an internet child. I like it. However, I do recognize exactly what you said of how downhill it went. Now, as a female, I can post a picture of my butthole. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, I can get right up in there and be like, all right, man, fucking spread them and take that picture. So I can take a picture of my fucking butthole, post it on Instagram with some post and say how I ate nothing but like dragon berries and fucking grapes for breakfast. And this is like the greatest diet ever. And then that's how it goes. And I, I hate that all, a lot of information, misinformation, I should say, that is getting posted is. <sighs> If the information you're reading is from somebody who's half naked that says, yeah, I just worked biceps, but, like, they're fucking spread eagling in their home gym mirror, and, like, you can see clear fucking labia, like, that, that's, that should be your sign that that's not good information. Yeah, well, and then the other thing is, is, is like, the funny part is, um, I say this all the time, and I've pretty much turned my Snapchat into a meme page, so if, any, <laughs> so if anybody follows me on Snapchat, I just... At this point, I'm just posting really stupid stuff because I think it's funny. 
And um, the thing is like how to become a fitness model. And for guys, it's like you have to have abs and nice shoulders and and a big chest and you have to be defined and you have to look a certain way. And for a female, all you have to do is get fucking bang energy drinks and wear fucking uh, enough to cover up your nipples and your butthole and that's enough. And people will believe you when you say, oh, well, I just worked out this or I just worked out that. And it's like, no, because look, I'm looking at you and you're 105 pounds. I watch your videos of you in the gym. You lift five to 10 pound weights. You probably do fucking glute workouts every day because your butt is what sells your programs and you're giving people fitness advice you're giving people health advice you're giving people that are fucking usually and and this is not a dig to you because you're with a dietitian but this is a true thing that i have experienced in my life of six years of helping people lose weight is the 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 most likely time that somebody is going to go and get a trainer or go and get a dietitian or go and see a doctor whatever it is about losing weight is because they're fucking uh they're they're at the last fucking straw they need it they need somebody to give them hope that they're gonna lose some weight, that they're gonna live a little longer. Maybe their doctor said, hey, you're about to get fucking diabetes. So they go on Instagram and they say, hey, uh, you, you know, fitness coach, and this overweight woman sees a fucking 110 pound girl, and she's like, oh, I wanna look like her. She must be doing something right. When in reality, she just looks like that for her whole life. Yeah, that's... That was that's, just the body she was born with. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I, it, it does upset me to a certain point that I have devoted my life to nutrition and to fitness and to helping people and that there is so much bad information. And it it's even worse when you see people that really do have great followings they're the ones putting out the the bad information. I saw, uh, it was something, I forget the girl's name, I wouldn't even say it if I knew it. Um, She got sued by like a whole bunch of people for thousands and thousands of dollars because she was selling what was supposed to be um, individual workout programs and diets, but she was actually just sending the same thing to thousands of people. You get what I'm saying? Oh, that's what it all is. Uh, oh, what the fuck is her name, man? You might not dime somebody out, but I fucking will, because I hope to God that this gets to everybody and somebody hears it. Uh, what, I think Fit Bunny or some shit like that? Anyways, typical fucking, like, blonde hair, great ass, fucking probably did, like, a weekend certificate to do some shit. And I'm not knocking that. She puts an effort to do things. Uh, the only reason why I know so much about this and is a very, very good friend of mine uh, started following one of her fit programs. And mind you, uh, my friend, she already had a a nice stature. She was generally smaller, naturally. That's just just what she was. Um, She was smaller in the frame. She didn't have a lot of body fat on her. And the fact that she did have kind of sat in her butt and her hips, which for at least a lot of women, that's like a, fuck, man, I wish. You know? Yeah. Um, so she started following her program, and I, uh, you know, I've been working through my trainer for years now. Um, she was working legs every day, and I told her I was like, "You're gonna fuck up your knees, man. Like it's not gonna be worth it. Like is your ass and your legs gonna be worth it?" And so I finally looked at the workout, and it's the same stuff she would post, and uh, it was always 
bodyweight squats with these dumb fucking booty bands. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Booty bands are fucking dumb. They are. You can do the same exact thing without it. And if you're if you need a resistance band, go for it. But like to depend on it the whole time, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So it was always like bodyweight squats and fucking uh, Romanian deadlifts and just uh, all around bunch stuff. That's all it was. There was maybe like one day where you would get to uh, back and shoulders. Um, and one thing that hit me as interesting is in her advertisement is she's like, well, I never really wanted to be strong. I just wanted to look good. So I never work out my chest. And coming from, I just recently finished my uh, personal trainer um, licensure through the NASM Academy. Um, Now, I know I have a lot to learn, uh, but the information that I did learn that any you, or you already know, but any one of your listeners can look into is having an overly strong uh, muscle group overpowering everything else is so unhealthy, so fucking bad for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So I can only imagine how many hip problems these people have overusing their quads, overusing their hamstrings and their ass that's fucking pulling on their back because they're not doing actual uh, workouts to balance their core. Um, it's, it's awful, and it takes years to undo that. I'm still trying to undo a muscular imbalance because I was just a dumb bitch and didn't ask for help. Yeah. No, and I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. I think that one of the, the biggest problems is um, – uh, is like I said, I, I really think that uh, people that are willing to follow some fit bunny fucking lose your weight program in four weeks and have abs in, in a month or whatever it is, it's because they feel like one, they can't do it on their own, or two, they feel like they've exhausted every option that they've had prior to this. And now they need to spend, you know, $400 on a, on a six week program that you're not going to get jack shit from because this girl told you to do legs every day. You know what I'm saying? Um, Absolutely. And that's so bad for your joints too, because people who start out, I mean, it it honestly depends on how long you need to stay in this phase, but you want to stay generally kind of create that stabilization in uh, the, you want to create the muscular endurance. You want to create the stabilization in your joints. Yeah. So well, you can support being able to go into the hypertrophy phase. Like you need that. That is essential. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's exactly what it is. I, I have an, a, a friend of mine right now that he's 19 years old and I'm training him for powerlifting. And I, me and him were talking one day and I was telling him, I was walking him through bench squat deadlift. And I was telling him like, look, man, you're, you're, you're a pretty strong dude, but I'm not going to fucking help you put 200 pounds on a squat or 200 pounds on a bench or 200 pounds on a deadlift. That's all going to happen when you're willing to eat the food, you're willing to do the exercise, you're willing to do all that. What I am going to do, because you're my friend, and I don't charge him, I go to the gym with him three times a week, um, is I told him what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure you don't get injured. I'm going to make sure that your stabilizers are strong, that your hips are strong, that your core is right, that your form is on point, all these things. And so uh, we were talking about bench and he was saying that he had a 275 pound deadlift or bench. And I was like, oh, that's good. I could get you to 315 in, 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 a, in a month, I guarantee you. 
And he was like, why do you think that? I was like, boom, I'm gonna watch you bench and I'm gonna point out everything that I think is wrong. I did that and he's already like in two weeks put on more weight on his bench. But I, I, I tested him. I said, if you think you're strong, that I, all I want you to do is get a 10 pound kettlebell and hold it out in front of you for as long as you can. The minute he held out- It fucks me up every time. Yeah, the minute he held out the kettlebell, his arms started shaking. And I think he, he couldn't even last a minute. And I was like, look, man, you might have a strong chest. You might have strong shoulders. You might have a fucking decent bench for your weight. But your stabilizers, the shit that's really gonna fucking matter when you get a heavy bench, those shit are, sh they're shot. You don't have them. So you have to build those things and all those things that, that go from like same thing, like nutrition, with training, with everything like that. There's not a single time where I would like, somebody's like, hey man, I, I want you to make a program for me. And I'd be like, okay, all right, I want you to just hop into really heavy 90% deadlifts and, and all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you, you can't, you can't, because that's how people get hurt. And uh, a big thing is, is people, so they'll try their diet, right? They'll try their diet, and they'll start eating, like, a 1,000 calories a day, which for almost nobody, unless if you're, like, fucking 600 pounds, and even then, anybody who's watched my 600-pound life, they at least get 12. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's chronic. Um, that's chronic. They need to lose weight or they're going to die. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but average people and by average people i mean those who you know just a little overweight like us we were overweight we need to lose weight we want in dire situations but we definitely fuck need to put a fire under our ass and um a lot of people think and they get so discouraged like okay well i'm gonna eat a thousand calories a day why can't i lift as much as the girl next to me why can't i lift as much as the man next to me why can't i do what they're doing and i'm doing this diet and it's like you're not fueling your body with the proper sources. You're not getting adequate protein intake. You're not getting adequate carbohydrate intake. And uh, you know, fat, fat is, well, I would say fat is scary. I guess it's carbs that are scary now these days, which they fucking shouldn't be because they're great. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, the funny you know, you're part is- fueling your body for it. The, the funny part is, and I'll even, I'll, I'll go one step further of I'm on this diet and, uh, I can't lift as much as the girl next to me or the guy next to me. No, I'm on this diet and I'm getting weaker. I'm getting weaker in the gym because I'm not eating enough, because I'm not fueling those muscles for recovery. I'm not getting the right amount of sleep because if your body is in a mode where it thinks it's starving, I hate when people are like, oh, you're in starvation mode, da da da. But yeah, that's a real thing. But it, it's usually stimulated by a lack of calories plus an expenditure of energy. So like people that are like, oh, I haven't eaten in two hours and, and I'm in starvation mode. No, we are, we are, we are fucking, we are genetically wired to go days without food. It's, it's genetics. There's, there's, there's nothing people can say that can dispute that. The thing is, is that if I were to go on a fast and I'm not going to, and let's say I'm going to fast for seven days because my body can do that. I know that I cannot eat for seven days. And as long as I drink water and get some vitamins in, I'm going to be perfectly fine. Um, I'm not telling anyone to do that. I'm just saying I can, uh, yeah. I would not exercise during that fast. 
because because yeah because that's the problem what people don't understand is like if if my resting metabolic rate and my resting metabolic rate is somewhere in the 2000s so on a day that i would just sit on the couch and watch tv and not get up and not do anything i could eat 2000 something calories and not gain any weight you get what i'm saying yeah yeah but if i decide tomorrow that for the next month, I wanna lose 30 pounds, so I'm just gonna eat 1,000 calories, but I'm gonna work out every single day, that's when, that's when you start going into that, you're burning your muscle, you're, you're, your body is in this shock state because you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be on both sides of the spectrum. Some people love to eat a whole bunch of food, so they do a whole bunch of exercise, and that's okay but you can't be on both sides where you're eating the, you know, a fucking lettuce wrap and you get a slice of cheese and that's your meal for the day, but then you're gonna go do six hours of cardio because you think you're losing weight. That's not, that's, of course you're gonna lose weight on the scale, but you're not that losing the weight. weight. you wanna lose. Exactly, and then like for me, uh, my biggest issue and, and, and one of my biggest insecurities was I lost weight so fast, and again, I don't regret losing the weight because I wouldn't have joined the army if I didn't, but I lost weight so fast that I had loose skin. I had loose skin around my stomach because my body didn't adapt to as fast as I was losing the weight because I was eating so minimal of calories and I was exercising so much, and it went from like, one day I was 280 pounds and I, and I never worked out a fucking day in my life to a next day where I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to the gym for two hours, three, excuse me, two hours, three hours a day and now I'm gonna eat fucking, again, a lettuce wrap or some stupid shit and a protein shake. Cause I mean, there was a time where I was only eating uh, chicken, tuna, eggs and vegetables. That was it. That was all I would eat. And if that I, miserable. yeah, and if I stepped on the scale and I gained weight, I would think to myself, like, you know what? I really did have too much chicken the other day. Let's, let's cut it in half. Oh, you know what? Maybe I did have too many eggs. Let me switch to egg whites. Let me do this. And I became like a slave to the calorie counter, my fucking, my fitness pal, uh, and I became a slave to fucking the, the scale because I was so um, hung up on those numbers of like, if, if my calorie count was a thousand calories for that day and I ate a thousand one hundred, I would fucking kill myself in the gym the next day. I'd be like, oh man. Or like if I ate bad one day, I would barely eat the next day. You know what I'm saying? Because I and thought, it doesn't do any better. yeah, I thought maybe it would balance it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just making up for the day before. Like, if you overeat one day, you do not have to starve the next day. Yeah, and that that's uh, something that you said. Uh, you know that you became a slave to the scale. Uh, now let me say that if you do want to lose fat, uh, it really is calories in versus calories out. Um, it's whenever you get into the macronutrient counting. So your proteins, your fats, your carbs is what starts to make the difference between, okay, well, am I going to try and preserve the muscle that I have and lose mostly fat? Um, cause no matter, 
how you're doing it, you're going to lose a little bit of muscle yep. uh, whenever you're losing weight. It, it, it just happens. Now, of course, if you're losing like five or six pounds in a month, that's whenever it's like, all right, hold on, let's, let's readjust here. But anyways, um, calories in versus calories out and the scale. Uh, that is just data. Those numbers don't run you. That is just saying like, okay, that's what I ate today. Whenever you get on the scale, that's what's saying, all right, this is how much I weigh. And dietitians, doctors, uh, whatever fucking profession that needs it, they use those numbers because that is data to show changes over time. So that doesn't dictate that, like, oh, fuck, man, I ate 1,100 calories today, and, you know, and then that means that I'm going to gain 20 pounds by tomorrow because it just does not work like that. And another thing you said, if you eat like shit one day, Enjoy it. Enjoy the fucking Taco Bell, man, because everybody loves a goddamn chalupa box. I know I yep. nacho fries, destroy them fuckers. But, like, if you eat out of your diet, that's fine. But to gain all this weight, that takes months and years of mistreating your body. Just because you overeat one day and you eat like shit one day does not mean you're going to gain that weight in a week. Because it takes 3,500 calories to gain or lose a pound. Yep. So almost if you are consistently eating over your, uh, I guess, calorie budget every single day, um, and you're eating more than you're putting out, then that's when you're going to gain weight. But if you're not, so all the listeners out there, just because you overeat one day does not mean you're going to gain weight the next day, the next day, or the next week. It might make you feel a little bit different, but please go back to your diet schedule. Enjoy the food you ate. Love yourself. Say, fuck, man. Those kind of side of fries were worth it, and then go on about your day. Exactly, and and I think so. I made, I made um, a podcast where it's just by myself, and then I started seeing your Instagram posts, and I was like, oh shit, I need to get her on the podcast so we could talk about it together. But I made a podcast uh, maybe two three weeks ago, and it was talking about developing a bad relationship with food, where. In 10 minutes, I pretty much covered what we're expanding on in this hour of conversation. And so um, it was exactly that. It was becoming, um, is becoming addicted to the scale, becoming addicted to the calories, becoming so, so crazed over what I was doing. But the other thing that I really want people to understand, and if you haven't heard that podcast, go listen to it, because I talked about identifying with the scale. So I lost 100 pounds to join the army. So I became a person that identified as that transformation. That became who I was. And so if I was 99 pounds and I gained one, I, was, I felt like shit because I hadn't been the guy that lost 100 pounds anymore. So I didn't care if I was gaining muscle, I didn't care if I was whatever, if I went up on the scale, I was like, oh my God, I, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. And then it's those people that identify, like, like they, they identify themselves with their diet, with their fucking, their way of working out. So it's like, I'm a power lifter. Oh, I'm a crossfitter. Oh, I'm fucking vegan. Oh, I fucking, I'm keto, I'm carnivore, I'm whatever. It's like, look, man, I can, I can eat a certain amount of food and I'm not going to gain weight, but I'm also a 230 pound guy and I've been working out for six years and I have a decent amount of muscle on me. I, if, if me and you ate the same meals every single day, I could lose weight and you could gain weight. 
that's just how it works. You know what I'm saying? And literally I th- everybody is different. Yeah. That's just what it is. Some people need more. Some people need less. Yeah. And I think I just think even more with the fad diets and the and the and the oversaturated information and and bad and bad information. I think there's like a tribalism of like, oh, my fad diet is better than your fad diet. My- That's exactly what all the fucking MLM is. I don't mean to cut you off, but man. No, I'm you're just, good. Holy shit, that just sparked a goddamn fucking thought process. Holy shit. Okay, so that totally is a tribe because that's Arbon does. That's the fucking one trap I fell into. And so now let me tell you how this works. Go ahead. Um, I, my husband's best friend's wife sold Arbon, And, uh, you know, at that point, like, I didn't know much about MLM. Like, I knew that, like, It Works was dumb and fucking Herbalife was dumb. But I never heard of Arbon, so, like, whatever. And it's just <laughs> just some dumb white bitch fucking selling protein powder on the fucking internet down in South Carolina. Like, how much, like, you know. Um, so, but I felt guilty saying no because it was somebody I knew. And yeah. I wanted to... I didn't want to say no, but I also didn't want to say yes either. So I did it. I did it. I said, fuck it. I'll do it. And I bought into it. I spent almost $400 on two bags of protein, some quote unquote detox tea, which by the way, your kidneys filter 150 liters of water a day. What the fuck is your skinny powder going to do, honey? Anyways, (laughs) um, (laughs) your kidneys and your liver do that for you. There's no extra detoxing you can do. Um, so I bought it, I ate it, and it gives you this list, and they put you a part of this Facebook group, and you don't think these things really affect you, but being, you know, uh, a generation that is very, not internet dependent, but definitely a lot of our time is spent on there, where we really do form friendships through uh, the internet, which is totally okay, um, they create closed groups where everybody goes in and they say, oh man, I'm losing this much weight or oh man, I'm losing this much weight or oh, I'm doing this good or, you know, this is the recipe I made with my protein powder and this is what I made with the list of approved foods and not approved foods and yeah. it's dumb because there should be no such thing as approved and not approved fucking foods. Oh, that's um, a whole nother topic. But yeah, um, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. So it's it, 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 exactly like that. It creates a tribe and people feel... Uh, you know, put together and not saying that the nutritional value wasn't necessarily horrible because uh, more protein intake is usually a good thing as long as you're not overdoing it, much like everything else in the fucking world, just do it in moderation. Uh, but people really believed that being in this quote-unquote tribe of Arbon or this quote-unquote tribe of fucking Herbalife that they were losing this weight together, that they thought it was a magic product. They thought it was a magic diet that they were doing whenever simply... Instead of eating a full meal, you're doing a protein shake twice a day. So instead of having, you know, like 500 calories for breakfast and 600 for lunch and then another 300 for dinner, you just had 300 for dinner, 180 for lunch, 180 for breakfast. So no wonder fucking why you lost 13 pounds in a month. And what made me really irritated about this, what set me on like the total, total fucking rage, man, uh, it was she shared a post that said, uh, from another Arbon rep that said nothing tastes as good as fit feels and that pissed me off right away because yeah. to me to me that says right you can't enjoy anything like you can't enjoy cookies you can't enjoy burgers you can't enjoy fucking carnitas fries like all the I guess quote unquote unhealthy foods that we like you just can't enjoy it because you can't be fit with that and so that's insulting to people who are trying to get fit that are really trying to build a good relationship with food and to people who are already pretty fucking fit man like yeah. oh 
So if I don't eat this, or I eat this one piece of fucking food that's, you know, uh, not, I guess, registering as fit, that makes me unfit. Yeah. Like, that was so dumb. And for the love of God, stop letting your fucking local neighborhood dumb fucking bitches hashtag Boston business owner. Where do you pay your fucking taxes on that account, honey? Because you don't fucking own it. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing is, so I had I had a similar situation. Not not the um, this was like maybe a year ago or some shit like that. And you know, I'm very very well read on um, nutrition, on exercise, on everything. Like this is this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And um, I had a friend from high school, and I'm not going to say her name, but she, and it wasn't even a friend. It was somebody that just stayed in contact with me through Snapchat. She just looked at my Snapchat story. And one day um, I saw on her Snapchat that she was selling like detox teas and fit teas and things like that. And the only thing that really, really like almost had me fucking block this girl was that she wanted me to like, help her sell it because that's what it is be, be, they'll be like can you host a party yeah well, the, we'll have the products to your house well the, that was the thing was that like she was trying to use my accolade of like people know me as the guy that like i'm always in the gym i'm always like that's all my social media is and now this podcast where i'm trying to spread more positivity and better information but essentially she tried to like get me to help her like send people to her and so i told her straight up i was like look i don't know the products you're selling but if you want to send them to me first i will try them out and if they truly work i will send people to you and right away yeah yeah right away (laughs) she got really like really iffy about it and she was like oh well these they they are really expensive and stuff like that and like my thing is like you're not helping me everyone that i know that 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 you know fitness related whatever it is i have people that i've met one time that will say like yo you're the guy that i would go to if i wanted to start a diet you're the guy that i would and and so I don't like, I just wasn't really sure why she thought one, I would help her with a fucking pyramid scheme. Two, why she thought that um, I was just gonna do it blindly. Like I was just gonna fucking, oh yeah, sure, I'll buy your fucking uh, fit tea. You've been drinking it for a year and you're still fucking uh, 200 something pounds. And I'm not fat shaming anyone. I'm just saying she hadn't lost any weight while drinking her fit tea. And so, what are you selling? You're not selling me something that works. You could have just fucking sold me a clown costume and told me like, hey, this will help you lose weight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it was with the other girl that I encountered. Uh, There's actually, unfortunately, there's a lot of people I encountered with the fucking, uh, you know, MLM shit, but I'll finish on this one. so they'll try and start a conversation, have it go out. And she's like, well, I see you work out a lot. Well, why don't you try our phytosport? Uh, so basically, a uh, quote-unquote recovery drink. Um, and BCAAs really are not essential to anybody doing that. Uh, the only time that's really recommended would be like 
people who are preparing for like a fitness competition yeah and they're like starving themselves the day before yep might might kind of hate in that but like at that point you know they're already going like full fucking send trying to look as completely shredded as they absolutely can yeah exactly um, for said competition but so just dumb shit like that i'm like that's really not essential man i get enough in my diet you know and and i would always say like no it's okay uh you know i'm doing good with proper diet and exercise and they would keep selling and they would keep selling and what pissed me off was this girl um never worked out a day in her life like that's just not that's just not her thing and that's okay it doesn't have to be everybody's thing but don't try to sell me supplements and a diet saying that you lost all this weight and did all these great things and you should follow this workout plan that i have for you when all actuality you lost weight because calories in versus calories out that's it you just ate a little bit less yeah well and you normally do and and another thing that upsets me and anybody that's fucking listening to me right now um if you are paying someone if you are paying someone for an exercise program for a diet program for whatever it is and that person has no recollection of the way your body is the the injuries you've had your relationship with food anything like that then that should not be the person that you go to. My brother, my older brother, Anthony, he's a power lifter. He's two years older than me. This guy has been working out since he was like fucking, I think 11 or 12, some shit like that. He was a wrestler. He got into lifting weights really young. He's just a fucking jack dude. Every single one of his lifts is almost two times as much as I can lift. But I give him advice for powerlifting the same advice that i give my other friend yes you're stronger than me but i've done a whole lot of research on how you don't have to get injured you get what i'm saying so yeah so he does he does the bulk work he's the one doing the exercise he's the one eating the food he's already strong i'm just trying to help him be optimal and be stronger and i hate the word fucking optimal because everybody uses it but but yeah be optimal and then all i'm trying to make sure is that my brother doesn't get injured on the platform that's all i care about i don't charge him anything i tell him hey record your lifts send them to me i'll tell you what you did wrong he came out here for my wedding the first thing we did was go to the gym we did a mock meet he did squat bench deadlift at 80 percent and I got to watch him do it, and I got to tweak the tiny little things, and I, and I talked him through some stabilizer exercises and some things to help his imbalances, and that's, that's because I care, because I care about him becoming a better athlete, because I care about his success and meeting whatever his goals have, and if you have a fucking trainer that you go online and you say, hey, I really wanna work out, and they, they don't ask any questions, they just say, give me a deposit, and here's a 12 week program that person is fucking you that person doesn't care about your success that person does and then they don't they don't contact you back and forth and say hey how's the exercise going hey how's the diet going hey how's this going they're not saying oh well maybe you can't do a shoulder press or maybe you can't do this or maybe you have a fucking bad relationship with food and you should not be only eating keto you should not be only eating fucking carnivore because you have a history of 
eating problems or whatever it is. You think those fucking people with, you know, a million followers that get rich off of selling the same program to thousands of people a fucking year or whatever, you think they care that you have a bad relationship with food or that you can't fucking uh, do a squat because you have nerve damage in your neck and you can't put a barbell on your fucking back? No. You know what I'm saying? No, they, they, they really, really don't. Uh, and if you are paying for some, if you are paying for a nutrition plan or an exercise plan, you should have someone that is checking in with you back and forth all the time. The nutritionist that I have, um, or a dietitian, sorry, uh, the dietitian that I have, I do a weekly check-in. And we text back and forth. You want to know what the ironic part is? What's up? This woman is all the way in Australia, and she still makes time out of her night to talk to me in the mornings asking, hey, how's everything going? How's your blood sugar levels today? You know, uh, did you make it to the gym? Uh, you know, is, how's your diet going? You know, like stuff like that. It might not be every day, but I, I talk to her almost as much as I text my friends. Yeah. And, and same thing with my trainer too. You know, she's always in like, hey, how's this doing? How's your arm doing? Uh, Cause I did suffer an injury um, on my delt. But stuff like that, and it's always, okay, well, I consistently see this is the problem, and you said something to me now, and I'm really taking that into consideration, so let me tweak your program for you to make sure that you're not overdoing it, much like you are with your brother uh, and, you know, your friend. Like, hey, let me help you. Let me guide you in this right direction because I care. Yep. And for them, the money is just a plus for them. I, I, I truly, I truly see how their passion comes through their work, and I see that with you too. Your passion comes through your work, and those are the people you should be giving your money to, because uh, the money doesn't matter to them. Yeah, I, I did a podcast um, the other day with one of my good friends that's a that's a musician, and we were talking about you know becoming masters of your craft, and I told him that you know you will be successful in your specific passion if you were ever willing to do it for free. And that's, th and that's the whole thing is like, I, you know what I was doing, um, for a while I was writing programs for people and I would charge them. And, and I felt so bad, I felt guilty because they weren't adhering to the programs. I felt bad for selling something that I worked hours and hours and hours on researching, on writing, on doing whatever, but I still felt bad if they didn't reach their goal because maybe, I, I mean, obviously, like, I'm not there to smack fucking McDonald's out of your hand, but it's a reflection of me. It's a reflection of me. Absolutely. If, you, if you're telling someone, like, hey... Um, Hey, I'm I'm getting trained by Take the World, or I'm getting trained by Hanato, and you go from fucking being overweight to being even more overweight. Plus, now you just fucking exercise a little bit. It's like, no, man, I don't want my name attached to that. So I stopped doing. I stopped writing people programs. That was the first thing. I only I only write programs for a certain amount of pe for certain people that I know for sure 
are going to do it because they would do it if I wasn't writing it. For example, my brother. My brother did his first fucking powerlifting meet uh, a couple months back, and he told me four weeks before the powerlifting meet, oh, I want you to train me. He gave me four weeks to help him tweak the little things he needed to tweak, and he took first place. It wasn't the fucking little things that I tweaked that got him first place. He's just a strong motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? He put in the work for that, but, like, the help that you gave was incredible. Congratulations to your brother, by the way. That's fucking pretty dope, man. That takes a lot of work and dedication. Yeah, I mean, he's he's amazing. And we, we actually, I'm prepping, I'm helping prep with him uh, come up in October for another competition. But the thing is, like, he's doing the work. He would be doing it whether or not I was helping him, whether I was helping him or not. So I'm willing to sit down and spend hours writing programs and spend hours fucking diving into things that could help him or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Now what I'm, so what I changed, I changed my entire approach. I changed my entire approach to like, if you wanna work with me, if you want me to be writing your programs, it's gonna go by a weekly basis and you have to commit to three months. You have to commit to three months. So that means, yes, you have to pay me three months in advance because that's the only way I can make sure you'll see the progress. You get what I'm saying? And Yeah, absolutely. And some people, I mean, obviously, like, I, I have people randomly message me like, hey, do you do any training? And the minute I tell them, yep, but you have to commit to three months, I refuse to write you a fucking program that's going to be, you know, one and done. I'm not going to write you a fucking eight-week program or a three-month program. It's going to go week by week. We're going to adjust. We're going to fucking fix things. I have to be able to see you lift. So you're going to have to be able to send me videos of you lifting. You need to be tracking your food. You need to be telling me the things that you're doing stuff like that if you're not willing to do that you will not work with me because again i felt bad that i would write these programs and i i was feeling guilty because other people weren't adhering you know what i'm saying Absolutely, and you know, it's any type of diet, quote unquote, I fucking hate the word diet, but I mean, essentially diet is really the only thing you can say here. Uh, any type of food changes, lifestyle changes, it takes commitment, and a lot of people, it's already been proven through uh, fad diets, you know, uh, fad diets. Uh, we are living testaments of that, that nobody really wants to put in the long-term commitment work. And it's the same thing that you said earlier, that... People don't want help unless if they've exhausted every last option. I didn't decide to, you know, say, fuck it, let me go pay real money to go see a dietitian. Like, let me go do these things because I thought I exhausted every option and I was looking for a magic diet that was going to fix everything, which really just put me down such a rabbit hole with all the food to the point that I was crying because I couldn't eat a french fry and then if I ate the french fry, I fucking cried. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with workout programs, too. I was always either saying, fuck this, I'm going to do it myself, and not getting the correct amount of information or just getting tidbits of it. And then it's trying to find programs that were going to be, all right, well, if you just do this, uh, it'll undo all the years of eating and beating up your body, which we all know doesn't fucking work like that. Yep. Um, I, think, I think one of the biggest problems is people want shortcuts. And the reason, yeah, and the, well, the reason why I say that 
social media is such a such a thing for us and it, we really are the age of information and i mean i'm not talking bad about social media i'm on a fucking podcast i promote my podcast via social media like that's what i do this is what i want to do for the rest of my life but the thing is is that you compare yourself to others then you don't see people's failures so you only see their success and it's very easy to look at somebody on social media and think like damn that that for me i'm 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 guilty of this looking at somebody and being like damn man i really wish i looked like that only problem is this guy's 35 years old he's been working out since he was fucking 15 of course he's going to look like he's worked out consistently for 20 years and I'm comparing myself because now I have this technology that allows me to see that. You know what I'm saying? But you know I what? I can't tell you how many times that I've walked into the gym and felt the same way. And that was something I have to audibly tell myself out loud, uh, you know, if I can't see in my head that um, just because the other person looks better than you does not mean that you guys are in the same journey you guys are not in the same place and it's two totally different journeys and you know uh it, same thing, it, with social media it's a, it's a huge thing that for the longest time because i man i fucking love lifting heavyweights i do i do uh and you know maybe i'm just not putting in the effort the right way or i'm not doing it the right way but of course of course i want a tiny waist a fucking fat ass and like monster legs and be okay with that but Unfortunately, that's just not how my body is. I got a really broad back. I got some great fucking boulder shoulders I've been working on. Um, and my quads, they don't get real big, but they'll get defined. And I always thought that was wrong. Yeah. And I always looked over at the girls that you would see every single day. Like, now, if all you can lift is 10 pounds, then you know what? You fucking do it, and you lift that 10 pounds until you can go to 20, 30, 40, 50. But when you walk in and you see the same girls and... The same dudes just doing the same exercises over again, much like my friend. The same, uh, you know, the same fucking bodyweight squats and the same ski jumps and same fucking Romanian deadlifts at like fucking 20 pounds. And it just stays there and there's no progression, but they're getting all the credit. Yeah. That's what irritates me. And that's what made me feel like shit about myself for like the longest time. And I shouldn't have felt like shit because you know what? Considering where I started to where I am now, holy shit. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing is I, uh, like I said, I, I went through a really hard couple months, and um, this month, this last month, has really been uh, a real, a really great rebound for me, and I've, I've felt way better. Uh, I, you know, I think I really think it was just um, I needed like purpose and and things like that. But um, yeah, same thing. I, I'm so I sometimes get so caught up on like oh, I don't look the way that I want to look right now. And I forget that like, dude, you used to be 280 pounds with no muscle. Like you were just a fat fuck. And now- Now you're fucking jacked with like great traps, great fucking shoulders and some biceps yeah. from hell, dude. What the fuck? You should be happy. Yeah, but, th <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's hard, it's hard for people. And, and it, like I said, it's, it's hard for myself. Um, when I, when I, uh, so you talk about like comparing and things like that. Um, I remember this one time. So I, I was stationed at Fort Carson, Colorado, and I was in the gym and I was 
lifting weights and, and you know, I, so I have a neck injury. That's why I have nerve damage in my neck, whatever it is. Uh, my listeners should know that by now. I probably say that once an episode, but, um, I, I had to come to the realization that I would never be able to be a power lifter because I cannot put a barbell on my neck. I just can't do it. Every time that I do it, um, yeah, I, I, I just can't walk the next day or, um, my neck goes numb, my arms go numb, things like that. So now the risk and reward are just way too high for me as a, as a husband and as a, uh, as a father. It's just not worth it for me. But I, my, my first love was powerlifting when it came to working out. And I remember after I got injured, I was doing some weights. Uh, I was doing some shoulder stuff in the gym on Fort Carson. And there was a guy that was sitting next to me and so I probably had been in the gym for an hour and I've been warming up my shoulders and I'm trying to prevent myself from getting injured, right? So I might be now, like I was, I was dumbbell uh, shoulder pressing, like seated shoulder press, like 50 pounds in each arm, which is not impressive at all, but it's impressive for me because I have nerve damage in my neck. Oh, absolutely. So, so this guy that's sitting next to me and he's watching me do this. And I, I watched him come and sit down. So I know for a fact he didn't warm up. Comes and grabs like 75s or something. And he sits down. He goes to shoulder press them. He lifts it halfway up. One of his arms jolts back. And he dropped, he dropped the weight. He got up. And I watched him leave the gym. I never saw that dude again, but I know for a fact that dude tore his shoulder right there in front of me because he thought that his fucking dick was bigger and he didn't have to warm up. And I'm like, the moral of the story, the reason why I feel like that relates is because what you were saying about like, you, you go to the gym and you see people, but you have to realize that like their, their story is different than yours. Their body is different than yours. Their path is different than yours. I'm, I'm literally training people on how to be better power lifters and I can't even squat. But they trust me enough to know that if I could, I would, and I'm pretty fucking strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get strong too. Like there is so many ways to strengthen your legs. There's so many ways to strengthen your back. I mean, there's there's different ways you can get around to do it. It might be not as fun because like you know squatting's pretty great, but you know that. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. And, uh, unfortunately, it's just something you can't do. But there's other ways to get around it. And I always make it a point whenever I get to the gym. Um, you know, not walking, I'm walking around like fucking Mother Mary, like, ha oh, if I give compliments, everybody's going to feel better. But, like, usually when you scan a room, especially whenever I think you're a little bit more empathetic, much like you and I are, and you can tell if somebody is feeling self-conscious in the gym because, you know, they look over, and I realize that there's been plenty of times where females have looked over at me, and sometimes males have looked over at me and said, fuck, I wish I could lift as much as her. But I always come back and I say, Hey, look, if you are at your 80%, that is your 80%. If you are at your 100%, that is yours, and you should be fucking proud of that. And if your 100% is 115 pounds when you only weigh 95, you should be goddamn proud of that. Yep. You know? It's, it's stuff like that. So always try to be encouraging. You know, it's not like everybody... I mean, we definitely... Uh, 
I'd like to say that I'm not a judgmental fuck, but I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, not everybody uh, can do as much as that. And I always just try to make it a point to um, just kind of give like a reassuring nod. Like, hey, look, man, you, you're doing, you're fucking kicking ass. You might only, like, it's all just quote unquote only 20s to you. But that is so goddamn impressive for your journey. So fucking keep killing it, man. Keep fucking killing it. Man, it, that, and that's so true. And I think you, you really hit the nail on the head with, with empathy. And I think that's one of the biggest things that like the fitness industry, quote unquote, is, is lacking is empathy. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's so many uh, good people that really do deserve the platform that they have. And I, I mean, I'm a fan of a lot of people that I follow on social media. And I'm just lucky enough to be able to like, talk to people in a podcast form and like say hey like i'm i'm a fan of you as well you know what i'm saying like you i love seeing your posts and i love like you you've made me laugh for the last like two or three weeks about your fucking uh anti-diet uh posts and i'm like man these are so these are so true and that's why like i wanted you on this podcast but i also know for a fact that you're like a genuinely good person because i've known you for so long and then i know for a fact that you fucking you kick ass in the gym because i've known you for so long so i do get motivation from that um I think that empathy is a huge thing. And in the same way that you're saying like, hey, I'd give a nod of like, almost like approval of like, you know, I, I feel like as a community and fitness space is really a small space of, you know, successful people. And then there's a whole bunch of people that just work out. And I think that like the successful people really have to make it a thing to be empathetic. and. The, the problem is, again, with the, with the fad diets and the misinformation and sponsorships and things like that, is like, man, I could, I could promote a product, any, anybody, I get a decent amount of listens on this podcast that I could promote a product, product and I could convince a few people to use it. And then, just based off of where I started to where I am now, I could lie and say it's because I drink vitamin water. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, yeah. but but that wouldn't that wouldn't do anything for me. That wouldn't make me feel good about myself because I truly feel like the reason why I'm in this fitness thing and I'm doing this podcast and I have my Instagram is because I want to help people. There's no fucking money in personal training. There's no, unless you do that bullshit copy and paste where you fucking send the same thing to everybody, there, you put in way more hours than you ever get paid. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I just, I really think one of the biggest things, like you said, was just being empathetic. I go to the gym and so many people know me and they talk to me and, you know, I stop, I'll stop my workout and have a two minute conversation with somebody or whatever it is, because I see them all the time, whether it's like really old vets or like, uh, just, just guys that I've lifted with a few times or whatever. Um, but it's like that, like, like you were saying, like, you know, some people have a hard day and some people don't have a hard day. If, if I see a kid like in the gym and he's 15 and he's, he's trying to bench 135, you know, to me, 135 isn't hard. But if he's like, hey man, can you, could you spot me real quick? Of course I can. Of course I'll, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, that is not a problem because that 135 might be hard to him. 
And he built up enough courage to be like, hey man, could you spot me? Because you know, there's been plenty of times where like, when I was first starting off in the gym, I was just terrified. I would to rather die yeah. than ask anybody to fucking spot me. Well, we're here trying to fucking get a fucking bench in. Like, I mean, of course, it's only like 65 pounds at the time, but you're like, exactly. I don't want to help anybody because I'm afraid they're going to think that I am such a little bitch for like only 65 pounds. And it takes so much to realize that you're the only one that thinks only 65 pounds. And if there's anybody else in the gym that judges you for that, saying, oh, ho, ho, it's only 65 pounds, they probably have no dick. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's it's just, it's it's the empathy. And and so back, back to the diets, this isn't going to be a just diet podcast, obviously, anybody who's listened this far. Um, but, you know, it, and it's the same, I really do think it's the same thing with diets. Um, the best diet is the one you'll adhere to. I hate to use I I hate to use the word diet because I don't think anybody should be on a diet unless you have a chronic illness that makes it makes it so you have to lose a certain amount of weight in a certain amount of time or you're gonna fucking die. Then you go on a fucking diet. Then you eat fucking chicken and lettuce until you can't eat any more fucking chicken and lettuce. But if you're a, gen, a, a, a generally healthy person, um, statistically, it is proven that 89%, 89% of people that go to the gym do not see any kind of progress, do not see any, excuse me, do not see any kind of results. You know why that is? It's not because of the fucking bad training. Maybe, maybe, okay, maybe for some people it is the fucking bad training, but for most people it's their diet. It's the, I, I, I go to the gym after work just so I can go home and eat pizza with my family. And if that's what makes you fucking happy, then that's what makes you happy. But if you're trying to like reach a certain goal or you're trying to, um, if you're trying to like make progress and you're, you're in this position where like, hey, I really wanna get healthy, whether it's like for a cruise or whether it's for whatever it is, um, at least, you know, try to adhere to some sort of like eating lifestyle that will match up with your goals and not just hinder your performance. Um, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting I'm a big fan of carb cycling, and I'm a big fan of intuitive eating, where you just eat whatever you want, just know whether or not you're overdoing it. But you have to build that discipline. You have to build the discipline to know like, hey, I'm doing this intuitive eating. It, nothing in your, in your intuition, nothing in your mind is gonna tell you that eating a whole cake is smart. If you're trying to reach your <laughs> is trying to reach your goals, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, that shouldn't be funny, but like, fuck, man, I've been there so well, many times. Well, yeah, but that's but that's what I'm oh, saying God. is like is like yes, uh, um, again, I think that like living a healthy lifestyle, living a lifestyle where like you work out and you do eat good food and you do you know enjoy yourself and you want to look really fucking good on the beach or you want to just you know be able to look down and see your dick when you piss. Uh, it's fucking no, for real though, because I know, I know it's a thing. It's just God, it's just it's fucking great how passionate you are whenever you talk. Laughing probably wasn't the most. No, that's it that's just, fine. I can see it. 
But, but that's what I'm saying is like, it should free you. It should make you feel free. The reason why I like to exercise is because me exercising has made my life so much better. After I had nerve damage in my neck, it would suck because I couldn't fucking hold bags in my left hand. I couldn't hold my son in my left arm. Now I've worked out on my stability, on my mobility, on my fucking strength that I can walk around for a couple minutes. It's not much, but it's way more than it fucking was with my son on my shoulders. The first time that I put my son on my fucking shoulders and it didn't hurt, I damn near cried because I worked for that. I fucking went to the gym every day with that purpose. And so like it should free you. It should not just fucking hit it should not hinder uh, how you feel you live your life and you can't enjoy meals with your family because um, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, no, it should absolutely be free. It should be something that suits you and that makes you happy and that you turn it into, hey, you know, like if I just go out and do this, I might feel a little bit better. Or, you know, uh, in, I just, oh God, you know, diet and exercise. God, sorry if my cat definitely just like fucking claw the shit out of my leg. Um, You're fine. <laughs> uh, one big thing is is exercise is such a good stress release, and in the process of trying to lose fat, um, stress management—that's a big one, especially with people. Life gets busy, jobs get busy, you get depressed, or you're fucking working so much that you just lost. Lost yourself, and stress management is a huge one. And at least for me, knowing that I went to the gym, I don't have to kick ass every time I go to the gym. I don't. But knowing that, hey, look, I made it. I did what I could. Uh, you know, I lifted a little bit of weights, and I feel kind of better about today. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's a win. That's what it's about. That's you, sometimes that's all it is about. You know what? But it's you're you're giving yourself a win. You're, you're, you're going to the gym and that's your win for the day. Even if the rest of my day was shit, as long as I get my hour and a half to two hours in the gym, I, I have one win. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially, oh, especially when I was in the army, like when I was, when I was dealing with the depression, when I was dealing with everything and I really like hated my leadership and I know you can, you can fucking relate. Um, yeah. is that, uh, that was my win. I would get off work and for two hours, nobody was yelling at me. Nobody was telling me what to do. I was free to just listen to whatever the fuck was in my headphones and nothing else mattered. You know what I'm saying? And oh God, I couldn't tell you how many times, you know, there wasn't people telling me what to do or I didn't have to worry about one of my dumbass fucking Joes doing some dumbass shit. And as you know, a fucking shit rolls downhill and the Joes that got in trouble won't fucking see it. And it's going to be you and that is stressful yep. as fuck. Exactly. And, and it's just, you know, I, like I said, I, I just think that people that, that fall for the diets and fall for the, you know, the the training and the and the you know don't let fucking social media make you feel like you're fucking losing you're not you're just on a fucking app where you only show your wins that's why i have made it a point i have made it a point on my social media that i would talk about uh you know mental health issues and i would talk about like uh problems that i've had with 
exercise and diet and alcohol and all this stuff because I don't want somebody to look at me and say, damn, this guy has a whole lot of wins. No, I want people to look at me and say, damn, this guy has a whole lot of fucking times where he fell down but he never stopped fucking trying. And that's what I want them to see. So I'm gonna be open about like people, I'm gonna be open about like all the losses. I'm open about the fucking weight gain that I've had over the last few months. And I'm open about my fucking drinking. I've always been an open book about my depression is because I want people to know it's fucking normal because it is, because everybody's dealing with something and nobody shows that shit on social media. Listening to all that, that has been like a real legitimate inspiration for me, uh, especially because uh, I come from a home where it's leave your feelings at the door. And I always thought that was normal. Um, and it's really fucking not, man, because you feel fucking sad today, you're sad. You feel angry today, you're fucking angry. Um, and I always concealed uh, how shitty I felt, how, uh, you know, how I couldn't tell you how many times I struggled with fucking not trying to blow my fucking brains out that day. And, you know, sometimes it came pretty close, as we all know. And I, knowing that you were so open on social media, um, and not just social media, but to me, and I know you've been open with other people, and I think... I am so honored that you are comfortable to share those intimate details with me about your lowest points, but also your highest points. Um, but seeing you being so open about that makes it's, it's, it's not it's not a just a take the world social media. That is a person. Yeah, exactly. That is a real fucking person. That's not just buy my skinny tea, do this diet. I'm doing this exercise, so you should do this too. That is a real fucking person, and that is very admirable yeah i no i i really appreciate that um no but seriously like uh damn something just popped into my head i i, I lost it um fuck what was i gonna say um god damn it all right i forgot what i was gonna say i was gonna say something uh it had to do with social media i forget what it is now but um yeah i, I yeah I, I try to be open i try to be open with everything because i don't want people to think like you know, I could, I could be one of those people on social media that only posts the good pictures. And, you know, I get a hundred pictures done by a professional photographer and I post one every other day for weeks at a time. And, and so some reason, somehow people get this impression that like, that's what I look like year round, but I really just dieted down real hard to get to that like one picture, you know what I'm saying? Or that yeah, one yeah. that one photo shoot and I never look like that or whatever it is. Um, I just, again, empathy. And I think people need to understand like, you know, you are like, like people can be successful and I love seeing people be successful. I think the problem is sometimes you get caught into how you are being successful. So yeah, like if you get called by fucking a fit tea company and they say, hey, I'm going to give you, you know, millions of dollars as long as you just push our product, then, well, damn, like, I don't have millions of dollars and I need to fucking put some fucking food in my kid's mouth. Then I'm like, you know what? Maybe you just, you're, you're, you're in a tough fucking time. But most of the time, it's not that. Most of the time, it's people that are already successful that get those sponsorships because of their following. You know what I'm saying? And oh, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, and so that's what, what I have a problem with. 
Now, like for me, I joke around all the time about Instagram hoes being sponsored by Bang Energy Drinks, but I drink Bang Energy Drinks all the time. I fucking love them. I, I really do. And so if Bang Energy was like, hey, man, I want you to fucking <laughs> like, I want you to, we'll give you a million dollars to fucking sell Bang Energy drinks. I'd be like, hell yeah, I do it because I drink them all the time. But what I wouldn't do is fucking you, you say, hey, man, I'll give you a million dollars to fucking sell this, this uh, keto carnivore shake and uh, whatever. No, I don't use it. I don't do it. I don't fucking, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just... I don't know. I really, I really think it's a, I really think it's empathy. And I think that people need to understand that like you are in more control of your, uh, of your health, of your fitness, of your life, than you want to admit. And, and all of us, like we, we all struggle and we all have fucking, uh, things that, that bring us away from our fitness or bring us away from our health or whatever, but nothing should be so bad that you know you're 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 just not enjoying life now like you said and like i said in my other podcast if you're an athlete and you get paid millions of dollars to perform a certain way then yes you you should have to be on a diet or you should yeah, have to you know yeah you. okay it, or fuck yeah it does or if you're somebody that's competing in a show like a bodybuilding show or you're competing in a fucking powerlifting meet and you have to be a certain weight, then yes, it does fucking matter. You should come in at the right conditioning if you're a bodybuilder, or you should come in at the right weight if you're a powerlifter. There should not be a deviant in that plan because you decided to do that. You know what I'm saying? But Yeah, absolutely, but that's what they get paid to do, or that's just what they like to do. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that's totally okay, but those, I mean, they definitely, because... You know, if, fuck, man, if you're not a power lifter, you're not a bodybuilder, you're not uh, whatever it may fucking be that requires you to do that, uh, you know, if you go ahead and eat a little bit too much peanut butter today, don't beat yourself up for it, man. Don't yeah. fucking do it because it's okay to deviate a little bit out of that, you know, just get back on track the next day. Yeah, and I think the, I think the problem is, and, and I'm guilty of this, and I'm sure you're guilty of this, is, um, is you, when you fall off, don't fucking let yourself fall off for months. That's what, that's what I just went through. I just went through that and I can look back and say, damn, I knew I had fell off two months into it, but I let it continue for another four months because I felt bad for myself because I was such in a rut that I was like, oh, there's no, there's no fucking use in eating healthy. Well, you fucking depressed ass. Maybe the reason why you feel depressed is because you feel so fucking unhealthy. You get what I'm oh saying? Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, uh, unfortunately there's no way, uh, no way else to put it as falling off because a lot of people, they will beat themselves. They're like, oh, I fell off, so I, I, just, I just can't get back on it like I'm already off. And, you know, I am so guilty of that. I am so, so guilty of that, uh, quite frankly, just one of the things that I recently struggled with. Uh, so... My trainer and I and my dietitian and I, a uh, little trifecta there, um, my trainer goes by six week periods. So, you know, she'll do a different plan every week for all the things, much like you do with your clients. Um, you know, what, 
good trainers are supposed to do for those who are listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> same thing with my dietitian, except she goes in four week increments. But, um, and every week I do my weekly check ins and is a really good time for me to reflect. And I realize, holy shit, this past six weeks has not been good. I've had no energy. Uh, I, you know, life got busy. And unfortunately, uh, I quote unquote fell off the wagon and that fucking sucked, but I felt so bad for myself. And then I realized, you know, maybe getting to the gym wasn't my priority that day. Maybe, you know, uh, it, it just wasn't my priority at the time. And that's okay if it's not. Uh, people like us have a really big problem of holding ourselves to such a high standard Yep. that if we fall off of that, uh, even if it's just by whether it's a fucking half inch or we fucking miss that bitch like way off, we beat ourselves up so hardcore and we don't deserve that because you want to know what? Maybe you just need a fucking rest day today. Maybe you're just physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted, and sometimes the only thing you're capable of is just blankly staring at the ceiling. Exactly. And that's okay. At that point, your priority should not be, oh, fuck, I ate too much peanut butter today, or oh, fuck, I didn't meet my carbs, I, I didn't meet my uh, carb goals today, or I didn't meet my protein goals today, or, you know, I, I didn't make it to the gym. It should be, all right, well, clearly those aren't my priorities. What is my priority today? My priority today is to take care of myself, and I'm a firm believer in you know, we we get mad at our bodies. We get mad at our bodies, and we get mad at our brains. Um, oh yeah. And, and 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 we shouldn't. You want to know why? What? Because our body already works the way it's worked for fucking thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. You yep. know, and it's like, oh God, I'm trying to remember it. It was like. It was already doing what it needs to do. So you shouldn't be angry at your body. Your body's angry at you. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, so, listen, listen to your body. And that, that's it. I mean, for, of course, way easier said than done because I struggle with that. But I always like to tell people, do as I say, not as I do. Just because you see me beating myself up about it more than I should uh, doesn't mean you should. So if you need a fucking rest day, take it. Or you feel like you want to go do this today, then go fucking do it. Like, don't beat yourself up because... Uh, it just happened to not be on the top of your priority list. Yeah, exactly. And, and well, and that's the thing too, is like, I, I think that when we talk about fitness and we talk about health, that a lot of people miss the mental health aspect. I was one of those guys that was like, you know what? I'm really depressed. I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna work out for two hours. And by the time those two hours were done, I forgot what I was upset about or I forgot that I was depressed. But come the nighttime, I, I get that little reminder again. And I'm like, man, maybe I should drink, maybe I should this. And, and my excuse was like, hey, but at least I'm still going to the gym. Now, what should have been, and this is because I went through it and now I can look back at it, which should have been my 100% number one priority was my mental health. I should have been doing things religiously every day that made me feel happier, that made me feel whatever. I need to be talking to a therapist. I need to be more open with the relationships that I have and things like that because that's way more important than fucking hitting bench day. And that's part of health. That is part of your brain without the brain 
doing the things that it's supposed to do and without the brain working in fucking nobody's brain is perfect no everybody has a problem or has an issue i don't want to call it a problem it's an issue but if we're not prioritizing ourselves to to like get get through that then no matter what you do in the gym no matter what you eat you're not going to feel good about yourself you might look better you might fucking whatever, but if you're not sleeping better and you're not eating better and you're not fucking relaxing, man, you have an entire, you have a nervous system, a central nervous system and not an, an something nervous system. I forget the word. It just had it on the tip of my tongue. Autonomic. Autonomic nervous system. Yeah. Like all those things that are, are that go from like stress, from anger, from, from, from being, you know, whatever. Um, you just... I don't know. Like there's, there's so much to it. And I feel like your body, you're, you're not one thing. I was having this conversation the other day. I said, you are not just one thing. You are not just a body. If you were just a body, we would live in a fucking jungle. Okay. We, we are human beings that have thoughts, that have feelings, that have emotions. And no, I'm not saying animals don't have those. I'm saying we have something special. Um, Oh, fuck yeah, we do. Oh, my God. And so with having that something special, we need to be able to uh, understand that that these are things that have only come to light in the last, you know, 30 years. Like 30 years ago, if somebody was depressed or if somebody was, you know, uh, had anxiety or somebody, you wouldn't tell anyone. You wouldn't tell anybody you had those issues because they would think you were you needed to be in a fucking uh, mental hospital. But now it's normal. Now it's normal that that people are allowed to fucking say like, "Hey, I really fucking don't feel good today. I really am having bad thoughts." And if you're not willing to face that, you're never going to be healthy. You're never going to be like I I went I went two years, no three years after my mom died without ever seeing a therapist. And the only reason why I went to see a therapist is because I would have nightmares every night. And one day I came into work, I talked to my fucking sergeant and I told him straight up, if I fucking died, I would not care. I would be happy that I would want to fucking, I would rather kill myself than have to continue living the way that I was in my fucking head. But the thing is on the surface, I was fine because I was going to the gym every day. I was doing PT five days a week. I ate healthy, all that shit. But like, no man, I was fucking miserable. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And, and that plays a lot into uh, diet, exercise, just plain old fucking behavior, health, mental health, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It um, does. If you're not happy uh, and you're super stressed out and you're not controlling your... And you, and you don't have a proper amount of stress management because it doesn't matter what stress it is. Stress is stress is stress is stress, whether it's from a good situation or a bad situation. Your body uh, reacts the same fucking way it did as a perfect example. You're run away from a tiger like billions of years ago. That's just how it works. That's how it, that's how your body is. And exactly. when you're that stressed out, you know, uh, your body's going to process things differently. Your hormones going to respond differently. Uh, you know, I'm not fully educated in that uh so i mean but there's plenty of studies well it goes yeah it goes with your it goes with your food as well so when you're in a stressed state that's why that's why like uh, a real simple example is you shouldn't 
eat food and look at your phone. You shouldn't eat food and look at your phone because your, 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 your body, your mind is reacting to the light of your phone and it's also trying to digest your food. Or not digest, to eat your food, to break it down. So now you're forcing it to multitask on things that it wasn't made to do. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's just a, just a lot of things like that. And, and another thing that you hit on with the behavior uh, health stigma. Okay, so get this. Um, the brain, uh, a human brain, I've gotten the luxury to see this. Um, it, it's like pudding. It's like pudding. Um, yep. And I saw this post. I saw this post on um, just a regular meme scrolling through Facebook, and it hits so fucking home. And it really is accurate because it says... You know, your brain has a consistency of tapioca pudding, which really isn't necessarily wrong, because we all know brain is basically just fucking jelly. Anybody that's taken a basic of fucking anatomy and physiology class, you know, y- you would know that. Um, yep. And you have this tapioca pudding in your cranium that is so incredibly impressive with billions of fucking neurons running through your body and so many electrical wire electrical impulses going through on just a simple thought process from uh you know like whenever you touch a hot stove um you know you don't actually know what's hot until your brain talks goes through the peripheral nervous system and says oh fuck this is hot and sends it back and that happens in a split second and there's so much going on in your brain that if this your, this tapioca pudding in your brain is operating a biomechanical fucking skin suit that we still don't fully understand to this fucking day because there's plenty of medical anomalies. So if it goes a little haywire sometime, that's totally fucking okay because there's a lot of shit going on. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'll get you. We, we will do an entire podcast on uh, mental health. Because I think, yeah, because I think that'll be another great uh, podcast and conversation. Um, yeah, I, it, you're absolutely right. It's, it's things that, you know, we don't know. And, and there, it's, it's the stress. It's the depression. It's the everyday life. It's, it's like, uh, I forget who fucking said it, but it's like nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Nobody knows. Nobody's got it all together. And if somebody tells you they've got it all together, they're lying. Because, no, I know people in their 50s that don't have it all together. I know people in their fucking 30s that have a wife, kid, family, still don't have it all together. Um, It's like, you know, it's just, we don't know what we're doing. We're just here. And we're supposed to be here, and we're supposed to fucking try at least our hardest to enjoy life. But I think that as human beings, one of our biggest purpose is to benefit the next generations. And that's honestly like something that really is big to me as far as like legacy is concerned and like what I'm gonna leave behind for generations to come. And that's where like I, I wanna talk out about these diets and I want to talk out about these, you know, people that just take advantage of other people is really what it is. Um, so I want to, I want to wrap this up. I think this is about, I think this is more than two hours. So yeah. Um, what would you like the listeners, if they could take one thing away from you, um, what would what piece of advice or what lesson would you like to give them? Uh, you know, 
do your research on food. Just know that food is food. Uh, the scale and calorie intake is just data. Um, be fucking kind to yourself in the process of all of this because it's not easy whether you've been doing it for six months or six years. Just be kind to yourself. Do your research and just enjoy your life and fucking drink water, man. That's it. Drink water. It's fucking, yep. fucking hydrate. Yep. Read a book and fucking love yourself and just keep doing you, boo. That's, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely.